Investors are debating whether the US yields have more potential to fall from the actual levels, and if yes, by how much? Now, the World Bank sees global growth slow to the lowest level since 1990s, which is obviously supportive of bond buyers. But inflation risks, on the other hand, could resurface on the back of these geopolitical tensions that are going on, which are not necessarily soothing for bond buyers. So opinions diverge as investors hold their breath today before tomorrow's US inflation data. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So I guess everyone heard Bill Gross saying that at 4%, the US 10-year yield is way too expensive. Well, to me, it was like an emperor has no close guys moments after a hundred basis point fall that preceded this week's comment on the US 10-year yield on, yes, materially softening Fed talk, but that led to unrealistic Fed rate cut expectation for this year. So at 4% yield, the US 10-year papers may not have much upside potential left yet. Yet the Bill Gross co-founded PIMCO, where he no longer works, mind you, while says that bond investors could still eke out equity-like gains this year as they anticipate a downward shift toward stagnation or mild contraction this year, and they expect the US papers to do better than Australia, the UK, and the eurozones. Yet, they also reckon that even though the recent gains in the bond markets could be sustained, they may not extend in a way that would justify increasing exposure to interest rates. Just saying. And the latest forecasts from the World Bank are in line with PIMCO expectations because the World Bank actually said yesterday that it expects growth, global growth, to fall to 2.2% for the period that includes 2020 and 2024, and that's the slowest five-year period since 1990 to 1994. So the slowing global growth expectations will somehow keep these uh, global yields subdued, but at the current levels, investors actually do need soft economic data to keep jumping on the back of a bull. Uh, for the US, for example, last week's robust NFP and robust wages data don't necessarily point at recession in the short run, at least in the US. So the US 10-year yield is, as I said, stable near the 4% mark. The US two-year yield is some 10 basis points above this December dip the S&P 500 and Nasdaq 100 indices consolidate a touch below their December highs and both indices are very close to their all-time high levels but the uncertainty and the lack of clear direction will be on the menu until the US inflation report is released tomorrow. So in case of a soft and ideally a softer than expected inflation report from the US, the rally in both stock and bond markets could carry on. Otherwise, well, profit taking is perhaps what's best at the actual levels, both in the bond and in stock 
markets. Now, on the individual level, all the Boeing shares actually continue to be abated by investors on the Alaska Air incident. Even the news that Boeing actually posted its largest ever monthly sales for its 737 MAX jets couldn't cheer up investors as all 737 MAX 9 jets are now grounded until further notice. Now, Boeing's misfortune is Airbus fortune, however, as Airbus stocks, on the other hand, hit a record high yesterday in Paris. In the FX markets, well, the US dollar index is better bid before tomorrow's US inflation report. The consolidation in the US yields actually prevents a further sell-off in the greenback before more clarity on the US inflation metrics. Now, the downside risks to the US dollar actually prevail as the higher shipping costs due to the Red Sea tensions may actually not show in the December inflation data. Hence, we may not see the Fed dose take a break or take a hit this week, but, but the trade disruptions in the Suez Canal and the rising shipping costs as a result of it remain a major threat to inflation in the next few months. And that's obviously a well, quite a good reason to scale back the Federal Reserve's rate cut expectations for this year, which with or without the trade disruptions in the Red Sea are overstretched after the past two month rally that we saw in the US bond space. But of course, the rising shipping costs actually concern Europeans as much, if not more, than well, they concern the Americans. So the relative impact on inflation in the US and in Europe will obviously play a big role in how the central banks of these countries and regions would respond to an eventual uh, rise in inflation and how the currencies will actually settle relative to each other. Now, we know that the European Central Bank is much less convinced than the Federal Reserve regarding the end of this inflation battle. But, but we also know that the European economies are significantly softer than the US economy. And this means that even though the European Central Bank continues to fight inflation, while the weak economic fundamentals in the Eurozone may not let the European Central Bank remain this hawkish for a long time. And that's one reason which will likely hold back the Euro bulls from loading above the 110 level in the Euro dollar. Now, speaking of inflation, inflation Australia eased to 4.30% level in November, and that's thanks to a slowdown in food and energy prices. The Aussie dollar eased on a softer than expected inflation read this morning, yet at 4.30%, inflation in Australia remains well above the Reserve Bank of Australia's 2 to 3 target range. Hence, the sell-off in Aussie dollar should remain limited and could even act as an interesting dip buying opportunity, given that as we've been talking about it in previous episodes, the Chinese stimulus measures that push iron ore prices higher should also continue to support a further appreciation in the Aussie dollar toward the 68 to 70 cents range. Now, in the energy space, 
The barrel of US credit rebounded 2% at yesterday's trading session to pass the $72 per barrel level as API reported a 5 million barrel decline in US crude inventories last week and some 600,000 barrels of increase in US strategic petroleum reserves. But, but the weak economic outlook combined with the rising global supply concerns and that despite OPEC's efforts to restricts S production will, will likely keep the bearish trend in the oil market intact below the 74 to $75 resistance range. Because besides the record US shale production, well, Russia is also drilling more to keep its production levels intact apparently, even though in the long run, just keep in mind that Russia's frenetic pace of drilling is seen as a red flag concerning its inefficiencies. Now, in the cryptocurrency markets, this is last but not least, well, Bitcoin fell after approaching the $48,000 level on news that the SEC's post on X, formerly Twitter, which said that it's granted approval to spot Bitcoin ETFs was fake. So the tension among crypto investors is very high right now, is probably just a matter of minutes or hours before the SEC is expected to announce that. It's okay, guys. Bitcoin spot ETFs are now good to go. Yet, yet because investors have been buying the rumor of a spot Bitcoin ETF for months now, the actual news could actually trigger a sell the fact reaction from the market. Yet, yet the price pullbacks could actually be interesting entry opportunities for long-term traders and hodlers, obviously, given that the approval of spot ETFs will attract a significant amount of capital into the cryptocurrency sector and should have a potentially well, massive impact on the valuations of these crypto assets across the sector. Because don't forget, the spot Bitcoin ETF is only going to be an appetizer before well, a series of potential other spot crypto ETFs come in and Ethereum will probably be the next to follow. So this is all for today. I'm Ipeka Skardeshkoy and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on x and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe to our youtube channel for daily market comments and please do not forget to hit the like button to let us know that you enjoy these videos so i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading